0: No, seriously, well, i seriously walking this way. Hey, what are you looking for? What's
1: awesome. up? Change of bowler, batsman. New bowlers coming. Right arm over. Why are you trapping now, mate? Can I Right arm over, episode eight and we're with craig simmons this afternoon what an absolute corker of a guest i'm looking forward to speaking to him this afternoon but uh my accomplice here his noggin's looking quite shiny and it must match his figures from the weekend because i got a chance to duck over to stan twight and just check out whether he was uh, nursing the little offies and a bit scared to toss them up but i was pleasantly surprised i was very close and i'm saying close i'm not going to but I was close to serving up some humble pie with a bit of extra ice cream. Welcome, Jay
2: Boyd. Thank you, Tim. And uh, yeah, it was uh, they were coming out pretty well on the weekend again, which has been good. Uh, we'll <coughs> talk to Simo soon, and um, they probably need a lead spinner <coughs> down there, to be honest. But uh, yeah, I mean, like, how have you escaped the talent programs that they, really. <laughs> they can't afford me. outrageous, really. Can't afford you. Can't afford me. I'm uh, expensive. Oh, it's outrageous. But um, it's been a good week. We had a good win on the uh, on the weekend, lazy as we spoke about previous and uh, I'm looking forward to talking to the big fella he's had a pretty good career so far and um, I've got a few nice questions I want to get through and see what he uh, comes up with oh right
1: I understand what you mean they couldn't afford to put up with your schmack talk is that what you're saying ah right that makes a lot of sense so um yeah let's go through the A grade Singleton defeated the bra yeah
2: the bra I don't
1: know is the bra a thing is the bra a thing or did I just create something there uh no it's
2: not no good but, well, okay. uh, yeah, SICC, four for two, six, three. I'll find his over then, if I'll you take over, It's got Boyd there. Uh, Shellon, 151. This is boring as part of the show, anyway. It isn't it's, oh, it's just got doughnuts. Can you be quiet so I can get through this? Uh, Woolley made 43 and Jonesy, 43. Warmbra made 228. Newenhouse made 50. Alex Gown smashed a quick 44. Bose, two for 21 off eight. And yours, truly
1: two for 27 <coughs> off 10. Surprised that actually made it at the last part of the um, the stats. recall. but yeah, uh, Waruna chased down Bald Ivers seven for one two seven. Waruna they've been a bit shaky over the last uh, month or so, but that's a good that's a good win. It's a very good win.
2: They uh, knocked off Baldivis. Uh Maddie Rennie made uh, thirty three, and Tomo made thirty one for Waruna.
1: He's still going around, Maddie Thomas. How good? He's handy
2: player. South Mandra nine for two four one off fifty overs. Bradley Holmes made sixty nine. Man for oh, out for 101. Benny Hoffman's back, 4 for 21 off 9 overs. The Hoff. The Hoff. And Hall's head made 149. Jay Rudge made 52. Jason Hind, 4 for 32. Bold Shawwater out for 103.
1: You know, Jason Hind, after he hits boundaries, lies down on the pitch and puts his hand behind his, his head. True story. <laughs> Did it in a B grade game two years ago. And he's still got a target on his back from it. <laughs> Very good. Love you, Hindy. All right, Lazy, what do you reckon? Shall we get the big fella in or what? Well, not not before we talk about the 17 in a row, surely. Oh, I no, well. no, no, I'm just kidding. The next guest we've got, Craig Simmons, Perth Scorchers legend. It's going to take me a little while here, Simo. Just just hold, hang ten here. Rocky Mandra legend, jewel Ollie Cooley medalist. There's just so many stats here. Of course, first-class player for New South Wales, WA, the Perth Scorchers, Adelaide strikers. still holds. The record for the fastest BBL century. Unbelievable. Um, and almost got knocked off the other night. Um, yeah, Chris Close, Lynn. Close, but no cigar. It's no Craig Simmons. all that little
2: tweet out there from Simo. That was quite good.
1: And probably the fact that he doesn't drink enough Coke might be the, the missing factor. But uh, 29, State T20s. The man is a living legend of the Peel area. Craig Simmons, welcome. Lazy, boy, How are we going, boys?
2: Very good, thanks, bud. How are you? Not too bad,
0: thank you. The
2: mate, looking for, forward to uh, episode 8 of Right Arm Over mate, or what?
0: I am very keen listening mate, all, all the boys at the, the Mariners have been getting around it so interesting to see what you're coming up with this afternoon
2: <laughs> Well mate, uh, we've got a little bit on there for you, uh, which will be good um, get a bit of insight into the man, Craig Simmons himself but uh, we may as well start from the start so my first question to you mate is, where did cricket all start for you? Um and as a young bloke what made you want to play cricket and who did you look up to when you were growing up?
0: So I first started cricket when I was probably about seven or eight still living in Melbourne at the time Um not really playing just nets with older brothers and stuff like that and from there I Moved over to Perth when I was about oh I must have been about 10 Um straight into Safety Bay Junior Cricket Club Um played all my junior cricket there before I went to the Mariners but Massive Dean Jones fan. Uh, growing up oh, I uh, Yeah, we could not like the way he went about it oh, I Unfortunately, you. I suppose as you start playing cricket more you find out how how much a lot of people hated Dino So that was a bit of an eye-opener for me, but I suppose that's just a typical Victorian thing They do cop a bit of a <laughs> bit of a bad name the old Vicks so. Do you remember that
1: forty ninety mate? I think it was against the Windies and it was just unbelievable They were at the peak of their powers the Windies I still remember that knock but I agree with you. Growing up, watching Dino bat at three, he's still one of the best threes we've ever had, I reckon.
3: Yeah, he just t- took the game on. Yeah. Good to watch, I suppose, at a time when we had blokes, you know, David Byrne and Mark Taylor, who were really good players. He's had some sessions there. He could fall asleep watching him bat as well.
1: Oh, how about when he took um, got Kirtley to take his um, wristbands off? That's
2: what Probably not his move. was <laughs> <laughs> now, you know. So, quick question again. Uh, so... How did you find yourself in the WA and the New South Wales squads?
3: Yeah, so WA was just coming through the sort of state junior programs, um, playing first grade for for Rocky and, and doing okay. So, suppose straight out of school, WA gave me a rookie contract. So that sort of where well, that sort of started. Um, from there, sort of got played a little bit of shield cricket, um, New South Wales. For some reason, like what they saw, so they actually come over and, and twice me to go over there for a few years. So that was a pretty uh, interesting move. Obviously, again to play with some of the greats of Australian cricket in that time was was awesome fun. So, yeah, it was and pretty you interesting. headhunted by the Baggy Blue. That's that's pretty huge, mate. It, it was, and I, I wasn't expecting it, but I, I suppose I was doing really well at WA second level for the time. And there really wasn't much of an opening at WA. We had obviously Justin Langer and Mike Hussey, Chris Rogers, Marcus North, Adam Voges, Sean Marshall the list just went on, so there wasn't really an opening. So I had to take a chance and go over there, and yeah, we had a great, great time over there for three years.
2: Who was the um, the main players over in the New South Wales squad back then?
3: Well, Mark and Steve Ward just retired, so we sort of had we still had Michael Clark, Brad Haddon, Simon Caditch, and then when they were around, you know, Brett Lee, Glenn McGrath, Stuart McGill. What oh, the hell? Um,
1: I love yeah. that man though. You said Cat, is, cat is name there, I'm up and about it.
3: Oh uh, he was a legend. Yeah, the like the cat was probably one of the best bikes you could play with, you know that every time he went in that field he was just it was unbelievable the way he'd go about it and if anyone anyone got out of line from either time he was pretty quick to jump on their back and, and give him a bit of a serve.
1: Can't you just imagine him with Pup Clark around like <laughs> around his throat up against the locker? Apparently that's what <laughs> happened.
3: But I can just <laughs> I can see it you eh know. <laughs> You can't imagine it, and it wouldn't have been too fun for our Pup, that's for
1: sure. No, nah, it wouldn't have been. He used to be a fly on the wall when that
3: happened.
2: <laughs> now uh, we'll quickly go into the uh, the Rocky Mandra days, mate. So we'll just start off with this year, anyway. So how are you and the club travelling this year?
0: Uh, I'm not travelling too well, and I'm a bit injured. Oh, had a bit okay. of a dodgy knee for a few weeks, but yeah, hopefully get back in a couple of weeks' time. Um, to be honest, we're struggling a bit this year. We um, I think after last year, when we finished top of the ladder in first grade and over the top four grades, we finished second at club championship. So we actually had the best year of all time last year, and this year we've probably having one of our worst. So we've lost a lot of second grade depth players to either other clubs or moving out bush or stuff like that. So it's been a pretty challenging year, but I suppose on the positive side, of it, we've got some unbelievable young cricketers. We've got Teddy Wiley and Corey Wosley, who both in state junior programs, and we've got Damien Burridge who's the state 19's captain, so I think as long as we're patient, I think we're going to have some good times the next couple of years, is I'll
1: tell you what, um, Aaron Burridge is pretty handy too. And he Robert is. Robinson, yeah. mate, I have just really enjoyed watching him um, you know, mature as a cricketer, he was in the Country Colts program many years ago when I was involved in that, and geez, he's done some Ks over the years from down south.
3: He has, and he still talks about the the way he coached you through in them days, mate. He's, he's been a huge advocate of yours, Leesy. So, oh,
0: Tyler,
1: <laughs> See, what he's a lawn sprig lookalike. Apparently, I've never saw a lawn sprig bat, but so many people have told me that. I don't know if, if you remember Spriggy Lawn Sprig from South Perth, but anyway, left hand opening bat. I just yeah, hopefully he can go all the way to I, I reckon he's got the talent.
3: Yeah, no, definitely he's, he's captain thruff now, and he's doing a pretty good job as a young leader. So hopefully he can. Get a couple of big scores to to finish off the second half of the year.
1: I tell you what, I think I'm just going to abandon my man crush on Bogues. He's my new boy. (laughs) After a bit of that feedback, Simo, you'll be able to. Uh, Look, uh, who would you say, and now this is going to be a tricky one, obviously other than me, uh, Mm -hmm. who are the top three players that you've seen play at Rocky Mansion? And, of course, I'm joking. I mean, I only played third grade. But I tell you what, I was pretty handy pushing into that breeze. But not after a super dog at Lark Hill. Don't ever do that at the tea break. (laughs) Who are your top three, you reckon?
3: Top three, I, I think Ravi Bapara would, would be in the top three. Um, I've heard some stories about him. He, he had one season for us when he was 18, and he was just... Well, the way he batted, we probably hadn't seen anything like it at, at the Mariners before, so that was a good eye open, open for the club to see him. Um, ben Edmondson, he had a couple of years for us. Oh, geez, he was oh, He was quick, and I think he only bowled the nets a handful of times, but no one wanted to face him. But, yeah, that's just, he, nearly, he single-handedly bowled us in the formals one year. Um, just would come in, bowl fast, knock blokes over. So he would be in the top three. The other one, there's, there's probably been, you could probably put a handful of blokes in the last one, but I, I think if Sammy Whiteman gets his form back to where he was two years ago, I think he's going to be around the mark for the Australian team again. But off his fingers, he's had a pretty tough run of it. So... He is hoping that Sammy gets back on the park and gets his hip, hip body right, and I'm sure he can go further than... Oh, look, good
1: I know what <laughs> as well. I, I don't think I've ever seen someone look so good with the bat as Sammy Whiteman, and his glove work is just silky. He's, he's the whole package, and it's, it's been a frustrating uh, one for me to just to observe over the years, because I know him personally from a little bit of work at the Wacker, and he's such a great young lad, and he's been at a few special guest speaker events. But I totally agree with you. I mean, he was knocking on the door for that keeping spot after he made a ton in the, what was it, an Australia A-game? Then...
3: Yeah, well, it was A-game with him and Mitch Marsh. So. Yeah, look, hopefully he gets a game again because, you know, he might not be playing for us at Rocky anymore, but we still see him as a Rocky boy and hopefully he can go to the next level.
1: What do you see your role now is it, at the club? Because obviously you've, you've had many different roles and you step back from leadership. Where do you going to see yourself at the club now?
3: Yeah, look, I just... A bit of guidance for the younger guys, really, um... I still get bowled a lot more than I'd like to. Um, the way I pull up some Monday mornings is, is absolutely horrendous. But, yeah, look, it's just trying to help these guys, I suppose, know what it takes to, to go to the next level. Um, we probably don't have – obviously, we've got no state players, so we do lack a bit of guidance that way. So if, if it's an ear to you know, listen to some questions they've got or try to help them out in the centre, I'll do whatever I can that way. But, yeah, look, I, I hope they'll continue playing for another couple of years because I love playing, so. And just how
1: impressionable are young kids? You know, sometimes as a coach, you actually you don't, well, you underestimate the influence you have, and it, it can just be a comment like, "You've got all the talent to make it," or "Wow, you're an you could play state cricket." It just gives the player a little bit of belief, and sometimes that's all it all they need to get that killer instinct and do all the extra work.
3: Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, I suppose from being around a long time, it's you probably take for granted what we've actually got down here. We've got some of the most talented, both kids and and players, in the whole state. So it's just, if some of these guys can turn in consistent performances, we've got no doubt that we're going to produce another couple of state crickets in the next few years. So that's what probably drives me to keep playing.
2: Yeah, we can only hope so anyway. So, Simo, uh, this is uh, one of my first segments, mate, and it's called Quick Singles. So I've got uh, 15 (laughs) questions here for you. And I'll uh, give you 30 seconds to a minute or so to, um, to answer, pretty much. It should be all over this format, by yeah, now. Yeah, you probably know yeah. what's going on. <laughs> so we'll start with number one. And, uh, Simo, what has been your best memory from your career so far?
3: Best memory, I, I think the first grade final win. That was, that was huge. Um, I thought I'd never win a first grade final, let alone a first grade grand final, so playing with sort of five or six blokes that I'd known since I was, you know, a pretty young fella. That was, yeah, that's probably something I'll remember forever, cricketing-wise.
2: you got to like a good grand final victory, I must admit. Good celebrations after, no doubt. All right, number two, mate. So best story from your playing days? Now, this can be on or off the field.
3: Probably my, my best story playing-wise was, I think it must have been about 2012 or something like that. I was... I was actually working away in the mines at the time, working eight days on, six days off, playing every second game of first grade or whenever. And, you know, it was two-day cricket. Sometimes I wasn't playing at all. But I actually got picked to play for WA as a vine worker, which was a bit of a shock. I wasn't training. Like, I literally wouldn't get any training in. And, yeah, so that was a bit, of a, a bit of a weird one, which I suppose WA cricket was struggling a bit at the moment. But, yeah, something it was pretty funny.
2: Yeah, right. They must have been struggling back then. <laughs> Incombe, but come on. Have you seen Simo oh, hit? He he, he, he waxed it. it. Have yeah, you seen Simo hit a ball? Oh, it's
1: I've a big it.
2: ball. <laughs> I've to him, so I never will. Um, all right, mate. Before a game, what's your pre- preparation like? So, uh, what do you eat before a game? Do you need a certain amount of sleep? Anything like that?
3: Uh, the sleep's not too important, right? like <laughs> But I don't think you ever get enough sleep. It's always a nice thing. Um, food, just yeah, anything. Um, not really that superstitious, but as long as I go going with a full stomach, I'm pretty happy. Whether it's a foot long on the way or <laughs> the, the occasional couple of uh, muffins from Macca's, it's whatever gets your, your tummy full before you head out to battle, I
1: The odd Bay Marie of Death.
3: <laughs> well, whatever. You just get a couple of crumb chicken cheese snaggers, you know. Oh, whatever. I was thinking that. that <laughs> yeah. All right,
2: mate. Best individual achievement?
3: Uh, probably. It would probably be my first game for WA. Um, I think I was only 19, and, yeah, that, that's something I'll always remember. Um, it's probably your first taste at, at what you want to do for the rest of your life, isn't it? It's something I dreamed of doing, so to get that first crack was, was pretty special.
1: Did something stand out on that day for you, like getting the cap, or is there a certain something that happened in the game? When you think of it, what what's the first thing that comes to
3: your head? Uh, I, I remember getting my uh, cap from Kim Hughes, and... Um, Good. You know, as a, as a WA youngster, you always hear these stories about actually how good he was and best coverage of all time. So, yeah, that was that was pretty special. Unfortunately, the next four days weren't that special because we copped an absolute pasting. Um, we, we got rolled for about 100 and then the Vicks piled on, I think it was something like three for 600. So I spent a day, I think it was two days in the field, went out to bat half 600. an hour. oh my God. Yeah, that was nasty. Half an hour before stumps, we got to batten. Got knocked over first ball for for a golden duck there. So. Oh, thank you, mother, for <laughs> yeah. the rabbits. Oh. Yeah.
1: and yet you, you mm-hmm. reckon as your best individual individual achievement. That's gold.
3: Again, my cap was the next four days. Not so. <laughs>
2: <laughs> all right, mate. Uh, any superstitions at all?
3: Um, no, not really. No, not really. That super superstitious. Um, not the greatest watcher of cricket. Um, definitely prefer being out there than and sitting off but yeah no, it's, I think you just got to be pretty relaxed really there's nothing you can do that's going to change your luck I think a lot of people do think it but you just got to be switched on when you're either facing the ball or, or batting, yeah fair, batting. Call, yeah
2: fair call alright uh, so what was life like on the T20 circuit
3: yep so a lot of times you'd, you'd be staying up late so if you've got a game you're usually finishing pretty late you know you're looking at a 10 o'clock 11 o'clock finish so by the time you get back to the hotel, it's usually after one. So a lot of times it's a lot of sleep in, so you're waking up, you know, mid-morning. From there, if, if you haven't got a game, it might be a bit of, you know, a bit of recovery, whether it's the beach or um, heading in to a bit of massage or whatever. If not, it's training day, so you're, they're usually planning trainings around 12 o'clock, 2 o'clock, so you go and have a hit. It's It's, it's pretty relaxed. The 2020 comps are definitely a lot more relaxed than the other side, so... Yeah, it's pretty enjoyable. You've got plenty of free time to do what you want. So a lot of guys will go and play a bit of golf or some of they enjoy doing. So, yeah. Probably Stewie McGill. Stewie, Stewie McGill would... He would be in some bad states. And I suppose as a spin bowler, you can probably get away with it. Right. I remember he'd be just fully padded up, waiting at the bat, laying on the massage table asleep. Quite often you'd have to wake him up to get him moving.
0: Sometimes
3: you think, be- Oh, yeah. Sometimes you think the bike was actually comatose the way you just wouldn't, wouldn't respond to anything. Pre game, it was like driving to the ground. Um, I just thought, well, this is probably my last time I'm ever going to play. Um, had an absolute stink at the three or four games before that. Um, I remember reading comments and blokes were screenshotting me stuff like, what's this bike doing out there? Is it a disgrace? And so i pretty much in my mind, I thought, let's just go out and have a bit of fun. Might um, be the last time I get to do it. There's a big crowd. You know, they had a pretty good bowling attack with. Tate and um, Kane Richardson and Johan Botha and Nessa. So they, they had a pretty solid attack. So I, was, yeah, I honestly thought that that was going to be my last time. Um, whether it made me more relaxed and just let me do what I need to do, maybe. But yeah, after that, I, I suppose I just got in the, in the zone, could call it. Um Once I got to about 20, I just literally thought I could every ball for six. And that's all I was trying to do. It was... Well, it I was it was weird, but even I was, you know I was shanking balls and they were that far over the keeper's head or an inside edge for four and you know, literally everything I'd done just, just just worked out that day. So yeah, it was pretty unbelievable. <laughs> he was very good. Um, I think he was. That's probably why he's one of the few blokes to transition straight from playing to coaching uh, the way he could think about the game. Um, I think in. In New South Wales times, Brad Haddon was really good. Um, just guys like that, that it would always seem like they'd be one step ahead of the opposition, whether it's, you know, in one-day cricket, just putting that bloke in the right spot at the right time or in longer forms just making that bowling change or something that would just change the momentum of the game. So I think them two probably stick out as probably two of the better brains that I've played with.
1: Oh, I've got a cracking Brad Haddon story. I'll tell it, I'll tell it <laughs> later.
2: Yeah, it's probably also why... Um, you know, Adam Voges is now the uh, WA captain, and I think Brad Hayden's with the Aussie team. So um, obviously, yeah, a couple of good cricket brains there for sure. Okay, Simo, who was your hardest opponent you either faced or played against? <laughs> um, oh,
3: geez. there were so many. So many of the bowlers are that good. Um, I think I, I only faced him once, but spinner Sunil Narine. Oh, I just nice. had no idea. Yeah, no idea. Um, you think okay and the next the next minute this ball's cut turned in at me as a left-hander so it's like a a leg spinner and whether he threw it whatever i just had no idea and i remember he hit me on the hand i thought geez this is going to be tough work but yeah just they're mystery spinners just a nightmare
2: and there's quite a few of them these days in the uh in, especially in the bbl i mean you've got that rashid khan and you know Sunil Narine and a few of these um Afghanistan blokes and even you know the pros can't pick him anymore either can they so hard
3: work Yeah, no, no they are and I heard there's a uh, young fellow singleton that's doing pretty well as a mystery spinner as well
2: <laughs> yeah,
1: You're not wrong there <laughs> tell you what, he's not young <laughs> He's actually young, he just looks like he's 50 <laughs> yeah, you Life's that. been hard Yeah,
3: Young is how you feel mate
2: Mate, we just need another spinner at the
1: other end who can dot it up with
2: me. Old Hutchie got smashed on the weekend, so yeah, you're right. Done, since man.
1: his spin twin dropped back to B's, you know, it's oh. just not the same, is it? No, maybe Simo can tie <laughs> the end
2: for me. Anyway, moving on, uh, best player that you've played with?
3: Oh, this will be good. Jeez, oh, it is so tough. Um, other than Lazy. Oh, okay. Well, that makes it easy.
1: <laughs> no, nah, actually, um, we've even gone on the field together once. Far not, far yet. For not, not yet. me. Not yet. <laughs> oh, I like that yet bit.
3: poor. <laughs> um, oh, geez, that's hard. Um, Probably, for, well, I'll narrow it down. Probably for WA, probably Sean Marsh. Um, he's just, he probably hasn't done as well as he should have. But, geez, he's probably the most talented bloke you'd, you'd ever look willing to see, I reckon, like, Facing some bowls and how easy he made it look You just thought he, he just looked like He runs every time and Probably didn't do as well for Australia as he should have Because he probably should have averaged 50 plus in test cricket um, New South Wales Michael Clark was Yeah, he was pretty good He was pretty special to play with He was another one that just made it look so easy And when he come back he would just Yeah, he just wouldn't get out So, they're
0: probably the two.
3: Was he saying, wait on! Back then <laughs> <laughs> He was at, He probably cops a bad rap, but Mark Clark was actually a really, really good bloke, and especially young guys. He was amazing, making him feel welcome. So. Oh, I've got
1: he a Bob cop- Clark story as well. I need you to <laughs> tell me whether it's true or not. Oh, we can, we can try. I'll throw you those at the end.
2: All right, mate. So who took the votes in your Rockingham-Mandra Premiership celebrations?
3: You probably wouldn't believe it. it was, I'd say it would have been our assistant coach, Mark Wosley.
1: <laughs> was I can believe it
3: Big, <laughs> Big Waza was He was absolutely blind I remember he was, <laughs> this was we, we would have been back at the club at 7 o'clock And he was just standing in the corner Yelling, singing, it's bad to the bone We don't know why he'll sing it But he'll uh, sing it That is a belter though Isn't that good? Every now and then you just hear a bit Bad from nowhere
0: so, Yeah, <laughs> dude, a good <laughs> He's a legend old
2: Wazza, Isn't he? Alright yeah. <laughs> mate, who was the most the most annoying player to be on tour or room with?
3: Oh, who was the most annoying? It's probably been said by a lot, but Brad Brad Hogg was always a pest. <laughs> yeah he's just an easy an easy he's an easy target, but yeah, old, old Hoggy would just find a way to annoy people, wouldn't he? But absolute cracking bloke. But if if you want a bit of spare time and a bit of rest, he's probably not the bloke you want to be around.
2: (laughs) Not at all. Okay, you've had a lot of coaches in your time, no doubt. So who would you say has had the biggest effect or influence on your career and
3: why? It'd have to be our first coach. We had first grade, Mark Um, O'Neill. Technically, he was probably just the one that set up a lot of our our young batsmen. Um, He was a real batting technician and, And set probably, you know, six or seven officers who end up playing, you know, 100-plus first-grade games. He was the one that really got us going. So um, he was a bit of a mentor for me and someone who was pretty instrumental about getting me to New South Wales as well, being an ex-New South Wales player. So, yeah, probably Mark O'Neill would be the the biggest influence Coaching was.
1: Jeez, he's going to have to get on right arm over now to hear that. (laughs) No doubt. you know where he is, Simo? Is he still kicking
0: around? He's still kicking around in New South Wales, mate. He's, He's on Facebook and I'm... Get a hold of me, I'm sure you'd love a chat.
1: Well, mate, it's global. These Indian fans, they just keep harassing Jay. They just think he's the next best thing since sliced bread. So, <laughs> <laughs> All right,
2: this is my last one for quick singles here, uh, Simo. Now, if you could go back in time and tell your 18-year-old self a piece of advice, what would it be?
3: I think about this a bit. I reckon it would be um, it'd be to just trust your your own game. I think as a young player, you're so scared of, getting out, playing a shot that you think the older blokes or the captain or coach is not going to be happy with. But if you go out and back your game plan and it doesn't come off, then I think you can be happy with yourself. But I reckon a lot of time as a youngster, you're so scared to get out or you're so scared to do something that probably might not sit convention with everyone else. But if you can just play your natural game and back yourself to do it, then I think that's probably going to be a huge advantage for these young guys moving forward.
1: Now, I've got a scripted question here, but I'm just going to throw the script to one side. No worries. Sorry, Boydie. I want to get some dirt <laughs> on Rough Nut, Heelzo. <laughs> I've got the funniest story for you. So this is true, and I'm only allowed to tell it now because he swore me to secrecy, and I reckon he's retired now, and he's... Even if you hear this, Hillzo, you're in Kalgoorlie. You're too far away to get me. Um, <laughs> so we go to Broome on a regional trip. Yes. School clinics all the next day. But, you know, we got up there nice and early, had nothing on in the afternoon. So we decided to go down to a local establishment in uh, in the main part of Broome. Starts with a, mmm, Anyway, <laughs> one thing led to another. Things escalated. We ended up back at the resort. And for some reason, Heelzo was outside the car in the resort, hanging on to the windscreen wipers and... Well, like, let's take a quick photo because we're just getting out of the car. And we take this photo. And to this day, Hilzo thinks it was deleted. <laughs> and he came in at 7 a.m. going, boys, 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 you've got to delete that photo. i lose my contract. I'm going to be able to play her. It was hilarious. And this photo of Hilzo, it explained to me why he was nicknamed Nut." <laughs> it's the roughest looking bloke ever on the squirt. It it's the funniest photo. I'll have to show you in private one time when he lets me. Have you got a similar um, story? Surely there's others.
3: Oh, is a legend. Um, I yeah, Yeah, look, he was, <laughs> there's probably a few I can't tell, but, um, oh, go on,
1: throw him under the bus. Nah.
3: No, no. <laughs> But yeah, no, look, I, me and Hillzo grew up playing for actually safety Bay together. as oh, 11 or 12 year old. Yeah, he was probably, yeah. So we probably played, we played every single junior game together and, Grew up playing first grade, so, yeah, we played a lot of cricket together, mate, though, so Good to see him doing well in Cal and running a couple of hotels, so yeah, the big, big boys doing well from him.
1: So that was a very straight bat, he gave us nothing <laughs> How did he get his nickname, Roughnut? Is it just cause know, it's rough, or is there
0: I more to it? I, a few. I, I think he had the nickname Hammerhead at one stage <laughs> So he played the Hammerhead Shark. Uh, <laughs> There was, there was Warren off the old um, Virgin Mobile lads <laughs> floated around for a few years. So, yeah, he caught a few, few tough nicknames here, there. Oh. I don't know why. It was pretty, pretty tough, I reckon.
1: I tell you what, every time I go to Lark Hill, I see that rough nut and Edo and your scones up on the wall <laughs> with Sammy. You look at <laughs> the goods you four up there.
0: <laughs> well, I'm hoping there's more coming through because it'd be nice to get that wall filled before I... Uh, eventually pass away. It'd be good to be 20 or 30 heads up there. it sure.
1: could be, mate.
2: All right, Simo. Now, um, this is about captaincy. So you've captained for a number of years uh, at Rocky. What do you think makes a good captain?
3: I think you need to, first thing, you need to try to stay ahead of the game. So it's obviously limited overs at cricket. It's, it's sort of watching a batsman and getting that feel for when they're about to, to take off. Um You also need to be able to take on advice from others. Because generally when you're playing cricket, you've got a lot of experienced folks out there that are probably watching from different angles and stuff like that. So you you need to be willing to to listen to what they've got to say. Um, Backing your gut instinct, because there's times there that it might not work out, but you've got to be prepared to take risks, I think. Um, The best captains do take risks, and, yeah, that's willing to turn games Sometimes I think if you just let things meander on, you, you generally end up losing the game anyway. So if you are, are under a bit of pressure, being able to take risks, I think what does make the best captain.
1: So good. Nothing good in life comes without risk. I heard that when I was a kid. Always remember. <laughs> yeah, sure.
2: Okay, now this is another one I got for you. So um, no, no doubt you've played a lot of cricket, right, and especially at Rockingham Mandurah for a long time now. So um, – surely <laughs> over the years you would have got plenty of offers to, to go to a different club um, what's kept you at Ro- uh, what's kept you loyal at Rocky over so many years
3: yeah I, I suppose it just it just feels like home um, when you come through a place when you're playing in Verity 11 11 years old I think you just you just love the place that much you just don't believe so I, I think um, the people there make it you know you see some of these old guys that put so much time and effort into it that you want to repay them. Um, I think it, Sometimes it is easy to leave, and you know there's times where you where you think, "Oh, I just want to go play somewhere else, and it'll be easy." And I think times like when we won the premiership, it, it does make up for all that hard work you put in. So that's probably the reasons why you stay. Um, it, it, I think probably five or ten years ago, every time someone left, would be like, "I'd be so angry why people were leaving," but now you probably start to to realise why because it's just sometimes it, it is easier because getting away from that club you've been at for a long time you, you know things are easy to go to a new club you don't have to put the same effort in so yeah you slowly develop that but yeah look I, I love trying to keep our young boys at Rockingham and even older guys and always on the recruit for a couple of couple of more spinners and medium paces so if you want to have another crack lazy we're all the welcome to have you back for
1: it oh, I've got a lot of love for the Mariner men mate still, <laughs> I still rate it as my most enjoyable season of my life in that fourth grade, Big Bear, Craig <laughs> Oh, Belting that song out in the rooms, mate. I've never experienced anything like it. Eh? We make all the runs and take a great catch, all right, baby.
2: <laughs> all right. Now, I'm going to flick you over here to Mr. Lee's because this is his favourite segment. I, I hope you got one for us. Oh, I'm kidding. be a good one. But I'll flick you over to Mr. Lee's now.
1: Beautiful. Have you heard my putrid intro to this yet? Back in my day, people showed matters. You haven't heard it yet, have you? Absolute crickets. Hang on, I just <laughs> saw a hay bale blow past you, <laughs> Um. See, so, do you know the drill? Have you heard one? Did you hear JL's? I've heard, I've heard them, yeah. I know oh, the drill. Okay, polishing the diamond earring. Good. So fire it over to you, mate. You've got to start with back in my day and then blah, 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 blah. I'll
3: tell you what, back in my day... The young young fellas in the team would literally just sit back, listen to the old blokes and been seen but not heard. But now the young fellas, they think they run the show. You literally, you can't (laughs) tell them anything. Us us old boys are running around pushing the sight screens and doing the scoreboard All these young fellas are just sitting up on their phones talking shit. So I think that's definitely the back in my day. Back
1: Back in my day? You showed respect for your elders. Correct. I like that. That is gold. Who's big... the worst one, though? Who's the worst young? I reckon I could maybe pick it. As a Burridge, he'd be bad as well, wouldn't he?
3: As our, our, is pretty good. That's like there, is, there is. I won't name him, but look, there's... Oh, some come on. Throw
1: them. a few people under the bus.
3: Oh, i am going to play with these blokes for another 10 years, probably, so I've got to let them off easy.
1: Okay,
2: <laughs> All right, mate. This is uh, my segment now. It's called Chin Music, so One Word Answers. Um, I'll throw a few things at you and you just hit me back whatever you reckon. Are you ready? Yes. All right mate. Sunscreen or zinc? Zinc. To face. Pace or spin? Oh, spin. Really? That's the first time we've had spin. Well, I don't want to I don't want to bowl to you then.
0: Are you talking about Are you talking about pace being 150 or pace being 130?
2: Probably 130. Well, one 150. Now
0: 1 150.
2: Pace <laughs> on the bat. Okay, pace on the
0: <laughs> bat. 150. We're not taking pace at 150. That's, that's nasty.
2: I agree. All right, who or is, was the best sledger in your playing days?
0: <sighs> oh, uh, probably go back to him again, but, yeah, Brad Haddon, brutal. <laughs> <laughs> All
2: right, who was the quickest bowler you've faced? Shardback And how'd you go?
0: Oh. I got about 70.
2: Jeez, you did well then. Yeah. <laughs> all right, who has been your favourite teammate and
0: why? favourite teammate?
3: <laughs> I, I'll, I'll probably go Hillso, Um, just because we played so much cricket together. And, you know, we'd spend so much. We'd drive up in the car from Rockingham to the Wacker for training every day. I'd have to listen to his triple-day tunes and all this music. <laughs> Oh, every day he would have the triple J on, and, you know, when I'd get in there, I'd put the 96 or something on there just to annoy him. So, yeah, look, he was, uh, was, it, was, it was great fun, and we, had, we always had a laugh.
1: And how he didn't play T20s for Australia he's uh, beyond me. He was, he was that on fire. Remember before the franchises started, he was that good.
3: Yeah, he prematurely retired, didn't he? He could have still been gone now, really, if he, if he kept playing. So. Yeah.
1: All right, what do you prefer
2: to do now, bowl or bat?
0: Oh. <laughs> I'd probably bowl, but I I prefer to just sit off and watch our team bat.
1: <laughs> and not and be able to tie up your shoelaces on Monday morning
2: Correct Well, you are bowling about 40 overs a week, I've been saying, so uh, no wonder you're all yeah, cool. <laughs> All right, out of all the grounds you've played at, which one puts on the best lunch spread?
3: Tie, so SCG, MCG, unbelievable lunches, just the amount of food you consume in that 40 minutes, you, you're full for the rest of the day.
2: What do they offer up there? Is it a bit of everything or?
3: Yeah, just whatever you can think of, it's there. Super dogs? No, not super dogs, but just. You just said everything. You, know, well, you can probably make a super dog because there's there's <laughs> plenty of to do
1: it. Very nice. All right. It's got to be a foot long dog. Don't rip me off.
2: <laughs> all right, mate. What's the best part about cricket?
3: Probably there are moments when you walk off and you've won a game. Yeah.
1: Agreed. Shower beers are the best for me.
3: <laughs> What's
2: the worst part about cricket?
3: Ah, oh, it's, it's it's definitely it's definitely when you've had a bad loss. Um, geez, our first ten years in first grade, we got turned over more than more than we won, and just there's some there's some dark times and that many crisis meetings. <laughs>
0: Yeah,
2: no doubt. But you come out the uh, the right side of it, which is always good, and it probably makes the uh, the good times even better, eh? All right. Favorite fielding position?
3: Uh definitely slip. It's easy. You can just sit there and, and watch what's right. going on. You don't have to catch all of them, but as long as you catch one one or two, it's generally all right. Yeah, fair
2: point. Favorite shot?
3: Um, I've just just been developing the reverse sweep. It's taken me. I was 36, but I'm just getting the hang of it. <laughs> See, mate,
1: can we go back to first slip? How many drops in mm-hmm. that first slip is acceptable before you get booted out of there by the boys?
3: Um, oh, I, think, I think you can drop a fair few because you can always use an excuse like it was, you know, the keeper should have went for it or it was second slip. <laughs> yeah, there's plenty of excuses you can use. For it sure. wasn't
1: an edge. It was a full-blooded shot.
3: Yeah, I didn't carry. That's always a good one.
1: The song was in me eyes. Right, the keeper told me to stand too close Yeah Favourite shapes flavour?
0: Uh, pizza
1: shape oh, I'll take
0: that, that's alright
1: No one said crimpy yet <laughs>
2: And my last one Um. So, just you and the missus, one on one What's your go-to cooking specialty Ooh, dish? Oh, this is
1: a new one from
2: you,
0: Boyd oh, I'm a big fan of the homemade pizzas. Um Yeah, we would like to make, make your own dough and stuff like that and, get all your materials ready to put on it so yeah big pizza fan i could agree
1: with that you know i bought a chef's pizza cooking hat when i was in rome on my honeymoon and then i bought <laughs> a apron from munich which is a on the front of it, and both items on and when i do my pizza dough i twirl it up in the air and go <laughs> la <mia."> true story <laughs> The kids oh, the love it. And oh. Mrs. just shakes her head at yeah. do, do you throw your dough in the air and I give like, yeah. it a well? Now, Nah, just give it a good
0: roll.
1: Oh, come on, mate. Try it next time. Bust a bit yeah. of opera out while you do it. And the i tell you what, you could get lucky that night. It's it's <laughs> never failed. Boy, get getting yeah. wind up. Nice light dough. Ooh, light. You like it low. Yeah. I'll give you a tip do a little bit extra on the edge, and then get a bit of herb and mozzarella and chop it through there and then roll it over stuffed crust, baby. <laughs> now, the Scorchers, mate, and Adelaide Strikers. Must have been two different experiences, and I don't know if you heard the JL comments about how he rang you up yeah. to tell you that you were getting dropped. <laughs> that was a pretty funny story. I mean, firstly, can you just talk about that situation? Because JL has been texting me. He's all over the podcast. He loves it. So he's going to be listening to this right now. What do you say to that story and can maybe you tell us from your perspective and then maybe just give us a little bit of a snapshot on what it was like to go to the Strikers and then how it all ended?
3: The J.L. story, I'll tell you what, jail never lets the, the truth get in the way of a good story for one.
0: <laughs>
3: <laughs> but no, he's, he's a great man. Um, yeah, without him I would definitely wouldn't have got the same opportunity, so very thankful. Um, the different, going to the Strikers is, is, is a really tough move. Um, I love playing for the Scorchers and still a Scorchers fan or supporter, as, as you could say. So,
0: oh, um, it's pretty,
3: yeah. Um, it was just, to, to me, it's it probably just easier, um, work-wise. If I stayed in Perth, I would have been expected a bit training however many times a week and it just, it wouldn't have been able to, to do it. So to be able to go to Adelaide for six or eight months, a week's. For the year, it worked out pretty easy, and you know the added bonus of getting a few extra zeros on the contract was was handy as well.
1: But they they offered you three years and Perth, offered you one, didn't they? Yeah, the, yeah,
3: yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was it was a big difference in contracts. Perth ended up going to two years and stuff like that. But yeah, was just, yeah I just I can't really complain because you know the the players the score just had to keep. It was just one of the things. So you,
1: you went anyway, into the we um, IPL draft as well, didn't you?
3: Yeah, we don't. I just don't believe
1: you didn't get picked up.
3: Yeah, it's probably pretty unlucky that I didn't do it maybe two years before that. Yeah. So I think two years before, definitely would have got picked up. But, you know, you look, at that, they only had a certain number of international players. And, you know, the, from the second and third seasons, every international cricket wanted to play. So the opportunities weren't there.
1: No, I don't agree with you, Simon. I would have had this straight in, mate. No one's was hitting <laughs> a bigger ball than you right then. Bloody <laughs> rocks in their heads over there, the Indians. Yeah, I know they do because they love Jay Boy. Oh, right, Timo,
2: <laughs> this is a uh, a new segment that I did with Benny Wright a couple of uh, weeks ago. If you might have heard this one, have called, you got um, some dirt on the man? Is people been oh, a little bit? Oh, um, no, I think he
1: has, Timo. But this is called True
2: <laughs> or False, mate, and it's exactly that. So I'm going to um, rattle off a few things, and all I need from you is a True or False. Now you can, you know, um, oh, no, explain this, if this you want. This one's bad. But it's up to you, mate. So let's start with number one. Is it true that you once brought your missus on an end-of-season cricket trip, oh. but you got strung because a couple of the boys went into town and you were spotted at breakfast together? Oh, my
1: goodness.
3: That is a big fault. So <laughs> back in that year, we, um, we were due to go Margaret River, I think, for our end-of-season trip. And at that time, the missus said, oh, I'm going to go stay with a friend in Bunbury. So, about three weeks out from the trip, the boys were changing to Bunbury, and I was like, oh, no, you can't exactly tell <laughs> the missus we're not going. So, but yeah, it was, it was very little contact, but, yeah, so there's a, a little bit of truth there, but it was oh, more of I'm
1: a, glad that you came out with that last week, because I was about to say, dog and the boys. <laughs>
2: very good, all right. Okay, is it true that when you went back to Rockingham, Mandra, you had... All the shower screens taken <laughs> off the showers.
0: Solstity. If they were there I would have been with <laughs> right.
2: Very good. Is it true that you drink a six pack of coke daily? False. False. How many?
1: Twelve. <laughs> <laughs> I heard two liters.
2: Good effort. Alright, is it true? That you eat two super dogs at lunch when playing home games.
0: (laughs) False.
3: I'm actually not a fan of the super dogs. I'm just like the old plain hot dogs. But I could devour two or three quite easily.
1: Jeez, you need a a whole thing at quick ease after a super dog. Yeah,
3: they're hard work. When you know you're still going to have 30 hours to blow you can't be down the whole, whole super dog. Oh, no. All
2: right. Is it true, Justin Langer beat you in a two-kilometre time trial when you are at the Scorchers?
3: It's, it's, uh, he didn't, but i tell
2: you what, he would have easily. <laughs> oh, <laughs> cool. He's a bit old bugger, isn't he, old JL?
3: Yeah, that's right. He would have beat a few blokes. Yeah, no
2: doubt. Like me. All right, is it true <laughs> that when a young lad made his first grade debut, it was tradition that he had to towel you down after a shower? <laughs>
0: Where did you get that? It was true for a short
2: time. (laughs) (laughs) I got that from a couple of people and they said we had to do
1: it. Oh, that's the best I've heard yet. I will not name them.
2: All right. Is it true you have your own shower seat at home and take one to away games? False.
1: Oh, someone's telling porkies. I've always wanted a shower seat.
2: I've got a couple left here. Is it true? you have had someone run a coke out to you whilst batting in the middle once.
0: <laughs> true, man. In a shield game. In a what? A shield game. Correct.
2: Unbelievable. <laughs> All right, is it true you tell the boys they're going to change the name of the Ollie Cooley Medal to the Craig Simmons Medal because you've won it so many times? I'm <laughs> 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 Betty Wright stitched you up there, eh? Sorry. It sounded like a booger,
1: didn't it?
2: <laughs> uh, all right. Is it true that you think North Melbourne are a chance to win the flag every year? Unfortunately, yes, true. <laughs> Poor thing. Right, man. I'm a Carlton supporter. We've got to stick together. All right, last one.
1: No one sticks with Carlton, mate.
2: Is it true that the greener the
3: pitch, the lower you bat? It used to be, but now it's the only time I can get up the order, so when these young boys say, Greenwick, it's the only chance I can
1: actually you that higher now. they just throw you under the bus, do they? Yeah. Well, that's my true or false segment,
2: Craig, but um, here's my other segment of give us something. Now, this is your time to dish some dirt on your former teammates or colleagues. Uh, you can give anyone a stitch up if you want, so I'll leave it up to you.
3: Well, you probably might to spoke to a few of these folks, but... Every club has them, but Josh Smith, Ben Wright, Braden Sutton, for some reason, you, you know, you finish a big tough day at cricket, you know, you're pretty dehydrated. But for some reason, every time that they jumped in the shower, they always seemed to be very aroused to be around men. It was always a, So, I don't, yeah, you know, we'd, we'd call it they were pretty fired up after a game, but it was even when I lose, they were, they were, the boys would get fired up. So. No, there's I
0: think
1: anything got, wrong with that.
3: I think you've got one of your club as well, Chris Loveridge. He was pretty big on it as well.
1: Oh, is that what they call him? Bang. <laughs> or
3: yeah, the big, the big Frank. Yeah, <laughs> the
1: Frank. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's a good He speech.
2: still loves the showers, old lovers. Don't worry about that. Oh,
1: yeah. Mate, how's lovers' for me? He was supposed to be on episode four and he's been bumped and we haven't gone back to him again. Uh, he's a busy man.
0: Yeah,
2: he's yeah, got yeah. one on the way too, big fella. Yes, big yeah, big put to, that uh, Frank to good use. Just <laughs> do some,
1: uh, extra lower leg work, lovers, all right, chicken legs. Um. Now, Peelcom, do you follow it at all? Can you ever see yourself maybe sneakily getting the orange and black on? Well, apparently... Any any club in the Peelcom when you finally go out to the pastures?
3: Well, I got an email last year or something. Apparently, when I was 12 or 13, me and Aaron actually played a game of B grade or C grade for older winians. So, there you
1: go. Oh, did you go to Freddie Irwin?
3: No, I don't know how I got heels I did, but I just got roped into place play
1: some I wonder who the skipper was then. Can you remember? No idea. I oh, no. mean, Turtle would be going nuts because you'll be listening to this. <laughs> mate, only the elite
2: <laughs> have played for older winnings, so uh, you can join the elite. Good job. Good to hear. <laughs> All right, uh, Mr. Craig. So, the pill comp at the moment is actually quite strong. Um, now, if you ever are uh, thinking about maybe making the move, especially T20s whatever, there is a spot right next to me in the change room, mate, so keep that just in case you're ever wondering.
1: And he just told me off air he's happy to shower you down any time you like, mate, so it's anytime. a really appealing offer. Oh, you just never know about it.
2: i got small hands, so they get to the little, uh, yeah. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> we'll stop there. Oh, God. Easy. I think we're almost time to wrap this up. J.T.
1: Rex Boyd. <laughs> oh, God. I know, hang on. I promised that we'd wrap this up. With the chipmunk voice. Do you reckon we could pull it off, Simo? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> all right, right, so
2: for, male voice, for, for male voice.
0: Oh, for, for male voice? Yeah, I may have got this sound card from another country. Okay, no, I can't do it. I can't look at Boy, For
2: male voice. Male voice. Childlike voice,
1: voice. Oh my god. Alright, sorry about that. Boydie Shock. cringes and gets all awkward when I try to be silly. Yeah, that was shocking.
2: Anyway, Craig. Uh, really appreciate your time today mate um, Had a really good uh, chat An insightful chat Listening to uh, all things your career And talking about the BBL Rocky Mandra um, Obviously for the rest of the season We wish you all the best And hopefully uh, Rocky Mandra can uh, bring home another flag To the Peel, uh, Peel region um, And like I said mate Hopefully you can come down and maybe support us uh, If we make the grand final I hope we knock off
3: Waruna this year
2: But we'll see how we go but, uh, yeah, once again, thanks a lot for coming, and uh, we've really enjoyed uh, our chat today.
3: No, pleasure, boys. Thanks for the chat, and, um, yeah, I think we'll be pretty safe not making finals, so <laughs> if we get a chance, I'll definitely come down and watch you guys and whoever's playing, have a bit of a look, so thank you.
1: Good on you, mate. Thanks again. Before you do go, Simo, coaching in the future, are hey, you can.
3: Um, I get, I get it asked a bit. Um, my preference is always just to keep playing, but... Yeah. Yeah, look, I, I suppose it's – when you do get older, you probably got to try to give back coaching-wise as well. So I'll, I'll never say never, but, yeah, preference is playing at this stage.
1: Mate, we need you in the Scorchers set up. Teach you to <laughs> big bombs, although Livingston did pretty well the other night. Yeah, they're going all right. They're going all right. Mate, I was in a catered box, and they're hitting all these big bombs. I'm like, slow down, boys. <laughs> You're going to cut us off. It hurts, doesn't it? All right, see you, mate. Absolute legend, mate. You are a legend of pure cricket and Rockingham Mandra.
0: Um We salute you. (laughs) Cheers, guys. Enjoy.
1: seriously watching this play. What are you looking for? Awesome! Change of bowler, batsman. New bowlers coming. Right arm over.